FNZ Podcast, episode 52, the only podcast that asks you what happens when Spider-Man bites you. What does happen when Spider-Man bites you, Shad Schubert? I don't know. I was proposed with this Shad question. ShadSchubert.com. Proposed with this question? At Shad Schubert on Twitter. Per, per, what's the word? Not proposed. I was pre- presented, presented with this question. Okay. And um, I don't remember who from, but it made me think about it because if Spider-Man got bitten... And uh, and Beaten. and he turned into a, a Spider Man child. Uh, then what would happen if he bit you? Would it just be like a diluted version of his powers? Uh, don't they do that in? Not necessarily. I don't remember about the actual comics, but I feel like I remember in the old Spider Man animated series from like 1993, 1994. Yeah, like that one. I, I feel like that something happened at one point in time in one of those episodes where they did like a like a blood transfusion type thing or whatever, and a person gets like a man spider ability stuff. Really? Like he, and then it, something happens to him at one point in time because I re- distinctly remember episodes where he has six arms. Oh. Like the two legs and six arms, so he's man spider he's at that like, point. Yeah. yeah, huh? That is what happens when Spider Man bites you. But I don't know if I would assume bites wouldn't transfer it because it's not like he's injecting anything into you. He's just got regular donkey teeth. <laughs> donkey teeth. <laughs> Speaking, have you watched the new Spider Man movie yet? No, not yet. No, no. It's so good. It was it. Yeah, I like yeah. I like hearing that. Tom Holland was in it. Was he? <laughs> he was Spider Man. <laughs> was uh, was uh, Donnie Darko in it? Donnie Darko was in it. He as, saw the rabbit as, as Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I I liked it a lot. There were uh, were there scroll in it. Do you want me to tell you? Were there? Uh, <laughs> when you ask me these questions, I don't know if I should say. Is Jay Jonah Jameson in it? Do I say? Oh, you've seen the news. What news? No, you haven't. No. Do I say? Is Mary Jane in it? It depends on what you. If MJ is Mary Jane, is there is there a Mary Jane and an MJ that isn't Mary Jane? <laughs> Are there two MJs? That would be really confusing. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it had some really cool things with Mysterio. I thought like because Myster- Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio. I feel like I'm really stupid. This podcast, <laughs> you you are not. <laughs> um, the just the what what they did with Mysterio as he's manipulating the area and things like that. Um, just there were some really cool spots where everything just drops out, and you just have it almost is like Eleven in uh, in Stranger Things in the new season that you haven't watched. All, have you watched? You've watched part of it, right? We've watched the first five episodes. So you've seen like when they just go in like the dark, and she's like in, having her visions and stuff. Yeah, that, that, that's been since season one. Oh, that has been. Yeah. Well, whenever she blindfolds herself or go <laughs> in season one, they're in the gym, and then she goes into the pool, and they like tape up like the goggles and stuff and make her like go underneath the water uh, and she she starts seeing the stuff i don't remember it as yeah. much but um but yeah it kind of reminds me of that like it definitely immerses you in the in a totally different world but the, the effects look really good um i like what they did with mysterio um yeah did you have a luchador mask on <laughs> yes that was <laughs> that was the new twist on it they were like i am el mysterio <laughs> He took off the helmet. He, re- he really is Rey Mysterio. It is. Who's Rey Mysterio? He's a wrestler. Oh, is he? <laughs> I thought you were just making up no, a name. I thought you knew. No, that's why I'm making the joke. I don't. I don't know uh, many wrestlers. It's, <gasps> it's so meta. Rey Mysterio, Mysterio the wrestler. Spider Man had the wrestling scene with Bonesaw, and he Bonesaw was a real wrestler, and he yeah. was ready. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Whenever he, they, the audience was doing this with their arm. 
Oh, yeah. It was a bone saw. Yeah. And yeah. that was played by... Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Who is now dead. Yeah. In a car wreck. Yeah. Rip. He was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. What? Um, so... El- on Elton in- John, I thought El- you were going to say El- Elton, Elton John, John did he- not sing. Uh, no, but they released that. a soundtrack. They did. Have you listened to it? I listened to that song. He's can you? She okay. is forty thousand times louder than he is. Yeah, I don't think that's his fault I, or her I, fault. I, I don't know. It's neither of their fault. They I just definitely meant, uh, made that. I will, my favorite is hearing Seth Rogen at the beginning of that one. He's just like. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever <laughs> uh, Billy Eichner's singing his part or whatever, he yeah. just kind of does the rebuttal with it. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know. I've listened to parts of it, and uh, Seth Rogen is shouldn't has no business being involved in anything that's singing. It doesn't seem his like. vocals. Whenever he sang was because uh, he actually sings at the tail end of that song. Yeah, and his vocals seem a little nasally and with his voice and being nasally he sounds exactly like kermit the frog <laughs> yes he's just like majesty and wonder <laughs> and i was just like oh wow yeah they, sober uh... seth rogan singing sounds like kermit you heard it here yeah. first he's like going <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's it, it is uh, very uh, very low on the totem pole. Donald Glover uh, version of the song. Yeah, he's just kind of in the background a little bit. Before we were talking about Elton John, what were you going to say? Uh, <laughs> um, so there's uh, I've been hesitating on this, and you might mm-hmm. know better about it. We talked about a long time ago that we we both have uh, the Nintendo Game Boy Advanced SPs. Yes, and mine's they, in that drawer. Right they there. have on uh, on eBay. They have these little cartridges that they load with like a bunch of old games. Like mm-hmm. you can get like an NES. Yeah, yeah they like, make like the ones that are like. Uh, there's a guy I work with that has one that has like 463 yeah. games loaded on it, and he was playing through Pokemon Emerald. I think okay. I want to say on it and. I was just like, oh, shit. Are they legit? Just... Do they look good? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a regular SP cart, and they, they, they've modded out, like, the actual chip system fits into the, the SP, so it loads, like, a standard advanced game, mm-hmm. but it's modded out with, the S, like, a micro SD inside of it built into it hmm. to help feed all of the emulation in it. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. It's, it's it's legit. It's legit. Cool. Yeah. I mean, legit as in like it works. That's it's too legit to quit. <laughs> I think they've got that. They've got one for DS maybe too, like a, the DS thing. The DS ones, they have it to where um, those those ones are. I can't remember. They have versions of the DS ones and for the 3DS too, because since the 3DS, whenever you add the 3D, has that little bump on there mm. that was like to safeguard people from modding out any 3DSs and stuff. So they actually made special cartridges that people can put their stuff on, like SD cards and stuff, and it goes and it fits into that slot. Oh. And the SD card goes into it, and you can preload whatever ROMs and ISOs on that SD. As long as it runs that software. Yeah, and then you'll be able to play, hypothetically, any 3DS game that's on the market that you can find a ROM or an ISO that's for. That's wild. There's a... We talked about them before, probably a couple months ago, because I was really excited about it, and it's it's still coming in more and more into fruition, but there's a company called RetroArc um, that builds front-end loaded emulation software for... 
different consoles and stuff. They actually have a modded version of it that you can put onto a Switch, and you can play any kind of old emulation or whatever nice. built onto it and everything, um, which is really nice. Uh, most of the things you'll have to buy, like SDs for or whatever, but they did one that we talked about a few months back. They put an app on the Xbox uh, one like the Microsoft Store, mm-hmm. and you can download the Microsoft Stores, or you can download it off the Microsoft Store. And uh, if you have the developer kit for yes. that, you you, can, you pay like twenty bucks. That's all it costs. Yeah, pay the twenty dollars. You have your developer kit. It's front ended, so you don't have to do anything to it to like tweak it or whatever. It's basically just like, oh well, your software and everything's open for you to be a developer now, so you can just put in whatever you want to put in. Yeah. So people are putting in like emulators and shit left and right and stuff. But RetroArch's been coming up a lot on my uh, on my Twitter feed because they've got some other stuff coming down the pike too. Like they're actually putting a RetroArch on Steam. Oh. To where you can have it loaded through your Steam library and have it with you basically anywhere. This front end emulation, and you can put the same stuff like put all your SNES titles and all your uh, advanced titles or whatever on the fucking PC to have it right there and run it off of the actual steam marketplace instead of anything else. Yeah. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. That's pretty cool. I uh, a little tangent about our emulate. I get excited with emulation. I I know you do. I like that. I like that because I was, I wanted to bring that to, uh, to your attention and be like, is this real? Mm -hmm. Can I buy this thing? Um, and in the in the mode of things that are real, uh, there's also a website I want you to go to. Okay. It's called Toy put Best my, Buy. Put my boy in the grip. My grip boy. <laughs> Get that grip boy. <laughs> uh, it's called Toy Best Buy. Toy Best Buy? Yeah, like bestbuy.com, but with toy in the front of it. Toy Best okay. Buy. Um, so this is a website uh, that my dad introduced me to. Legos and it's all like Star Wars Legos specifically is what it looks like, um, but look at these prices. So you get like this this Death Star here. So it's originally a five hundred and fifty dollar or four hundred fifty dollar Lego oh, set. That's the one that uh, that Gidim bought on one of those episodes. That the we're Millennium Falcon. About. Yeah, the, he bought the four hundred dollar Millennium Falcon. And he was going to try and resell it on eBay. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. This is so I'm thinking this is people buying Lego sets building them having fun with them and then repackaging them and then buying like you can get the 400 dollar uh the millennium falcon special edition one for 50 bucks so on it's already website. built no i don't think it's built already oh i thought you said you already built them no <laughs> i think that these are people who buy them build them and then they just de- like repackage yeah. them oh like they have a good time with them i got you i want to know if like i want to i almost want to go in and get one like i want to buy one and then do one of the ones that's like cheaper, you know, like like a like the BB-8 or something like that, or this this the black X-wing pose X-wing looks pretty dope. That's pretty dope for sure. Pole show for show. But uh, but quick, yeah, quick views, real quick. I would love <laughs> to like get one of these things, try it out, and then like do they? Does it come with a little pa- a little insert that's like, hey, if you want to resell this back to us, we'll buy it from you for twenty bucks, and then they do it all over again. Like, I wonder if that's how this works. Facts. How do you get a private coupon? Where are Toy Best products shipped from? Company partners with global merchants and artisans in order to provide you with the best prices and the most interesting products. Ooh, interesting. This means that order is shipped from global global areas such as Thailand, Tibet, Switzerland, Korea, Singapore via our partnership with USPS. So it's all over the place. Yeah. So they may have fallen off of trucks. 
They may just I be in warehouses. It, it doesn't explain. It, it doesn't explain how. I want to know why. Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't <laughs> right? explain how. How do we sell these things for dirt cheap? Three hundred dollars less than what they're going for on Somebody the regular told market. Me at work, that there's a site. I can't remember what it's called. Something like it was like DZ Music or something like that. I don't know what it is. D's Music. It's like a it's like D's nuts, but it's like a website where you can buy different instruments or anything of the sort and instead of having go through like credit checks or anything you make payments on it okay and like before you get it or after like you receive it you receive it and you're making payments on it like you make your first initial installment payment yeah in a way but the prices are all like reasonable like they're all basically exactly what it is there's no interest to it and it doesn't go through a credit check that's interesting but that's why i don't understand this because what if they don't have to do a credit check you're not giving them any other information other than your credit card to pay for this thing uh for whatever else yeah i mean if you're missing a payment or something like that what are they gonna do yeah to you that's true I What's going to happen? Realistically, I mean, Very that's cut like... off your arms. Well, well isn't it like this? It's it, it, one of the things I was thinking of. It was just like somebody, whenever I said that to him, he was just like, I don't know. He said, the only thing I could think of is if they just took like the rest of the amount off of your credit or debit card that you're using, like all at once or something as like oh. a penalty. And I was just like, okay, well, hear me out. What if I make my payments with a green dot card? And I just put $30 on there a time yeah. in a month, and I didn't it's have true. it this month, so they don't get any extra money from me this month. <laughs> he said he had a buddy that did it, and he said he was paying off uh, like a half-stack amp. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said he missed uh, like two of his payments that were closer toward the end, and the company called him. They was talking to him and stuff, and the company was just like, we just want to let you know. Just forget about it. Don't worry about it. And they didn't have to make his last two payments. And I was fuck? just like, that's stupid. That is not a true story. No, There's no way in hell the company was just like, ah, no big deal, man. You keep your last $200 for this half stack. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that happening. Not buying it. Not, not buying it. You want to talk about some trailers? Let's talk about some trailers. Uh, we got a Disney boy came out. Mulan. Yeah. Did you watch? You I, didn't watch any. Did I you? did watch this you one. You did watch Mulan? I watched this one. This is the only video that I watched in the entire two I didn't, weeks. The fir- I didn't even watch it. The first thing that I did whenever I had heard that it was on there was I was at work. You read and comments. I read people's stuff that they said on Twitter. <laughs> the first thing that happened was that there was like a tweet that somebody was just like, you're going to tell me they're going to fucking cut out my boy Mushu from this movie? And I was just like, I don't know that a fake dragon... <laughs> Really is going to play well in a movie that's actually supposed to almost look like it's meant to be like a period piece now, like flat out. Like, absolutely. It looks like a beautifully done, like, this is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, basically, kind of some shit. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, I don't need the dragon. I mean, he's cool. I said, if we threw in a CGI dragon, I'm going to want Eddie Murphy to be the voice. (laughs) He's still alive. Give me him back. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, all extents of purposes, it was really pretty. I, I think it's a really cool trailer. Um, and watching the combat and stuff come to life. Yes. That looked awesome as shit. I have a theory yeah. that I'm going to play with okay. a little bit. We'll see how it how it plays out. I So Disney's doing these live action remakes. Too many. Um, it's just they're, they're in the biz. Well, you know, in the not, biz not, of live too many, action. not too many, but it's like, this is like live action remakes are coming out faster than Marvel movies at this point. <laughs> and that's saying something. That is saying something. Um, they're popping these shits out left and right. My theory is that they're going to do a mix, and it's not going to be every other because they're they're you're getting Aladdin and you're getting um, what's the face 
Lion King yeah. this year. Yes. But my theory is that they're going to alternate between a very true, close to the vest take on the original stories, and then they're going to do Disney versions of stories. So like, like Jungle Book, for example. Not songs, really. Blue whistles once, but mm-hmm. like probably a lot more true to the original Jungle Book story, and not the Disney version. Sure. Um, and then you get. So, which one are you saying out of this one? Aladdin is more true to. I think Aladdin's definitely Disneyfied. I feel like the Lion King is though too. That's why I was like these two probably don't. It's not every other okay. like, true. I, I thought you were like, saying like every that. two that we got is gonna be this way. Kind no, of a thing. I felt like, and then Cinderella was very much like. I don't think there was song and dance. We only watched part of the Cinderella. We, I never watched it. But we we watched a little bit of Cinderella was on on something like TV or something like. Uh, there was some, but not yeah. a lot. But then like Beauty and the Beast was heavy into the musical side yeah. of it. So I think they're like they're playing a little bit of all that. Mulan, I think unfortunately, though it has really good songs and it has a good character in Mushu, probably is going to stay true to the original story of Mulan. I'm just going to throw this out here. Now that we're getting the live action remake versions yes. of all of these people, I feel like eventually we're going to have a Disney mashup. And by Disney mashup, I mean live action Kingdom Hearts. Well, <laughs> when you said that, I didn't know where you were going with it, but I was thinking like when you when you talk about like Union Cross, like that whole era when they say that all of the worlds were one mm-hmm. and like you could do a crossover where there's like yeah. If you go that direction, you're going to see Belle and Beast. If you go over there, you're going to see Cinderella. Like, yeah, see, I, don't, I don't see it actually getting anything with like <laughs> actual Kingdom Hearts stuff. That would just be cream dream come true. That'd be so good. But I'm just saying, like, I could see it happening to where if they were wanting to do something like make worlds collide and have, you know, Ariel and Cinderella and Belle and get all of these princesses together and have them in like a mashup movie. Yeah, they already like, have, have a story like, that does Have it. that be like what Maleficent 3 is, like all the princesses fighting Angelina Jolie yes. kind of a thing. That would be cool. <laughs> like you could do it without Sora, but with still like the princesses of heart. Like mm-hmm. you could still like do the gathering of the princesses the end of, of The heart. end of the movie is like not as triumphant and whatever as you think and they end up getting captured and then like the the post credit scenes, Destiny like Island. <laughs> it's like yes. Destiny Island. They're just like, and you see like the beaches washing up and you see little kids running around and you're just like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> and then they never do it. Nope. <laughs> they're just like, we want to tease you, but it's we, there's no way we could ever do this. They're like, well, everybody that has never played Kingdom Hearts is like, what was the deal with that beach at the end of that movie? <laughs> like, they spent the entire movie of Maleficent just capturing princesses. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. Wow. Uh, She's like, I need one more princess. That's Kyrie. There's a new movie coming out later this year. Oh no! Wait, no. It's it's at the beginning of next year. It's called Knives Out, and it's, it's a, a Wolverine movie. No, it's a, it's like a whodunit movie. Uh, whodunit. I can't explain the the plot synopsis to you, but I'm gonna type it up on the old IMDb's, IMDb's, and uh, to tell you the star-studded cast that's in this. <laughs> shit. Oh boy, I can't wait. No, I'm, usually, I'm serious. It's a lot of fucking people. Well, I was gonna say usually movies that are a little wild get a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so we got Chris Evans, nice Daniel Craig, uh, Tony Collette, yes. Michael Shannon. <laughs> Sorry, I got Jimmy Lee Curtis on my. Thank you. I got hair on my glasses and I couldn't see anything. Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ricky Lindholm, I don't know who uh, Christopher Plummer, Don Frank Johnson. Oz, Don Johnson, uh, 
a bunch of people. Yes. I feel like there's more people that than it is what even listed Or their here. faces look familiar. Yes. Kind of a thing. Uh, but a detective investigates the death of a patriarch and an, of an eccentric combative family. They've got like this wall that has like a circle of knives all around it and all of these people are like in this family are all trained to use like knife, like knife combat, hand to hand combat, throwing knives, all this shit. And it's all like a big whodunit who killed the, the patriarch, like the grandfather of the family who is, I think Christopher Plummer plays that guy. That would make sense. And then, uh, it's, they're all there at this house at the same time. So it's kind of like playing a game of clue. But yeah. with people that are all very proficient in knives and a lot of people that are kind of nowadaysy thing. But this is uh, Rian Johnson's new movie, written and directed by him. Ah. Um, but I think it comes out... Where did it say that? Oh, it is this year, tw- uh, November 27th. Hmm. It looked pretty cool. Um, there were some like kind of funny, semi-funny lines in it, too. Um, and... Just in general, like we we even talked about, I think Clue like last week. Yeah, we did. So I, I thought that was kind of weird that this trailer came out <laughs> to talk about, it, and I was just like, oh, this is kind of weird. But it's uh, new Clue. Yeah, it it, it really uh, it really struck that chord with me. It looked like it would be kind of a uh, kind of schnifty. It's a new Cluelier family. Uh, 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 you don't have to laugh, uh, uh, even if it's not real. Uh, <laughs> all right next i'm wasting so much precious time on my laugh uh the banana splits i've heard this word so the banana splits used to be from what i could tell in some kind of research it was like an actual real thing like back in like the back in the 60s it was like an animatronic almost Chuck E. cheese-esque group okay you know if, if you will like they didn't have pop-up locations like they show it off in here on the on the movie but uh, it's uh, animatronics in the in the same vein of like a Chuck E. Cheese or like a Five Nights at Freddy, and it is, it, is a, it is it is a horror movie. Oh, yeah, like the Country Bear kind of thing. Um, so this is basically that kind of a premise. The there the, the centers around this family. They're wanting to throw their kid a really big birthday party and make it super fun and have it be at this place where these creatures are from the banana from the banana splits that's what their band is called i guess it's like a bear and a chicken and all that stuff like i said very five nights at freddy's for sure yeah um but the they go to the place uh you find out that like the bear and all of them are actually like possessed by different things and it turns into just a whole horror romp of (laughs) You know, like Chuck E. Cheese come to life kind of a thing. So uh, it seemed kind of almost like after I watched the trailer, and I don't know if if it's true or not, but it seemed very, I'm trying to think of a way to, to describe it, very straight to DVD-esque. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it will be there. There it is, yeah, 1968 to original. 1970. But it, they... they Music that they use in the trailer from that is straight up from the show proper. Nice. So it's the, uh, and, and they use uh, very similar voice actors and everything too because I watched some uh, some clips from the show whenever yeah. it was on before. Um, trying to see if it actually had the Croft puppets. I guess that's what they're called. I don't know. Anyway, banana splits. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about Chris Rock's Saw, which we talked about briefly before, um, which is now now going to star Chris Rock himself and also have uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. 
We I did you think it wouldn't star Chris Rock? I didn't know because I mean Jordan Peele isn't putting himself in the movies. Yeah, but they're to- they're totally different personalities. Like they Chris are totally Rock's involved. It's Chris Rock's show. I don't know that he's actually like the main star, but this is also like a horror movie and I've never really seen him in anything serious or you know, horror related or anything like that. And he can get away with doing do horror that serious? can be... Well, you know what I mean. He can get away with doing a horror movie that is kind of goofy, but, I mean, Saw was never that kind of a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Unless but... he's, like... I know he's rebooting, but, I mean, unless he's completely, like, fucking flipping the script and it's going to be, like, this is, like, fucking scary movie, 94, and it's basically Saw and Chris Rock's in charge. That's what I'm leaning more towards. I don't think so. I think it's going to be something where he's going to try and take a semi-serious take with it, and it's going to have some some comedy takes to it and everything every now and then, but it's not going to be meant to be funny. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put dollars on it. I'm not going to put dollars on it, but no. I mean, I'm I'm willing to say that I, I'm pretty sure that it'll be that. It'll be probably seventy percent serious to thirty percent comedy. I'll agree with that. Then why are you arguing with me? 30% is a lot of comedy. It's not. That's For a whole movie? That's almost half of the movie. That's not. That's over a quarter. That's about 30% of the movie. If it's a two-hour movie, that's 30 minutes of jokes. Yeah. Over 30 minutes of jokes. No. Well, 75% would be 30 minutes of jokes, so you said 70%. That's okay. over. 80-20. <laughs> no. Bet's off. The best kind of beef ratio. <laughs> Um, we are getting a move of the Constantine Hellblazer over into the Sandman universe starting in October. Um, so we now know that the Sandman universe is going to live under the DC black label umbrella. Um, it isn't going to go away with vertigo. Thank goodness. Um, I can still give him my money. I was a little worried that I was going to have a little extra money every month. Um, and so they are going to be moving John Constantine to his own series under that. Uh, John's lived in the Sandman universe uh, off and on uh, over time. So it's no surprise that he would kind of fit right in with that and kind of where he belongs. So I'm interested to see how he plays with the Sandman universe currently and how that will play over. We'll get to see that in October. October. Yes. Uh, Cuphead, which was one of my favorite surprises from uh, the past year, year and a half. That game was challenging and definitely charming. I, I it's, it's a really good experience, and it's, it's, it's difficult to explain it without actually anybody seeing it. But anybody that's listening to this that's a gaming-oriented person will definitely be familiar with it. It's designed to look like the old-school uh, Disney cartoons of yesteryear, talking about like Steamboat Willie, 1920s, 1930s-esque. The entire game's design and everything was meant to look like that. Um, gameplay wise, it's basically just a giant boss rush mode for the most part. You're constantly just fighting different bosses that have unique attack patterns. And, uh, it's a very unforgiving game too. A lot of people call it like the dark souls of 2d platformer games because it is, it is a very fucking hard game, but is it hard in the way that like games were hard in like the early nineties yeah, and but late eighties? It's also, it's also like... very, but I mean like some of those games were, they're unforgiving, but to a certain extent, they, they have mechanics that make them 
they 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 help guide you through. Not that this doesn't, but some of the stuff is like we'll call the segments bullet hell. That's what it's usually typically addressed as nowadays. And that's the segments whenever you'll have fucking hundreds and hundreds of bullets on the screen and you have to find means to like dodge every single oh, one yeah. of them. So that way you can clearly get through and get your next attack and stuff like that in. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely challenging to that extent of like a game in the past or the games of, of yesteryear. Like uh <laughs> what? <laughs> the games of yesteryear. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but it's getting a show on Netflix. Nice. I'm super excited because it's uh like I said, I, I it has everything lined up for it anyways. A show that has that kind of a design point and maybe like the plots of the show follows around something similar to what they do in the game of them uh, selling their souls to the devil and trying to collect souls for the devil to get their own souls back. That's gonna... actually what the game's that's what's what the game is centered around, gotcha. basically. So uh, you're putting there's contracts out for all of these bad guys that have sold their souls to the devil for specific reasons, and you're trying to collect on those souls that they haven't given up, and that's what he is doing. And ultimately, it gets to the point where you're fighting uh, Satan at the end of the game, like a guy that's like typical, atypical, like old-school Mickey devil being red with the pointy tail and the horns and a pitchfork kind yeah. of shit. It's, it's that devil that you're fighting. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I get, maybe that answers my question. Is this an all ages kind of game, or is this more mature adult, or is it? I would say PG if it's thirteen. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I, it's it's got content in it that I don't know really. I was gonna say maybe PG thirteen, but there's nothing in it that's bad, like language wise bad. or anything. But that's what I meant. That's maybe that's something that you could say is PG thirteen for people today, kind of a thing or whatever, <laughs> because some people are so PC about stupid shit. But this is the sign. This is the same kind of stuff that they would have shown kids back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s and shit on cartoons that were coming out then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and stuff that I even watched growing up. I remember there was Devil and stuff like that in Looney Tunes all the time. Yeah. And different episodes and stuff that was portrayed by like a dog that looked like he was wearing like a suit that yeah. had like the horns and stuff on it or whatever. But I mean, it's it's bad, I guess, in that sense. Maybe the, just the themes of someone of of these cups selling their souls to the devil yeah might be like not even the devil i guess as an image itself but maybe the the act of selling your souls is the part yeah. that i could say that i way. could say that but that even makes me think of there's a specific looney tunes cartoon where i remember yosemite sam selling his soul to the devil to help him try to stop bugs bunny once and for all <laughs> really and he keeps like getting killed and comes back to hell and the devil gives him like one more life and like gives him like multiple chances and chances and chances <laughs> and once it gets to the point where he's done it like 10 times he's just like sorry you're all out of chances bud you have to stay down here now kind <laughs> of a funny. thing so i mean i don't know it's it's i guess it's it's hit or miss yeah i i wouldn't care if i let betty watch something like that yeah. growing up or whatever because i grew up watching it and i feel like i turned out to be an okay person do you think that the uh the extreme christian groups will try to uh get amazon to shut it down uh i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't thinking where your joke was at first and then i remembered it <laughs> yeah yeah i hope they i hope if you guys are listening definitely uh, uh boycott amazon for that <laughs> It's Prime Day today. Mm-hmm. 
The date of recording it is Prime Days, yes. I guess. So they call it Prime Day, but it's two days it's long. It's two days. I don't understand that. Yeah. It's like Black Friday, but it's an entire week. If you're looking for uh, one of those, what's the the quick fry thing? You know what I'm talking about? Flash fry. No, I can't think of what it's called um, right now off the top of my head. We looked at one earlier today on hot Amazon. Fry, fry Daddy. Is, is it a Fry Daddy? I don't know. I'm just making up words that I've heard before. You fucking... Which you means making, that I'm not making you're them making, up. You're making me believe what you're trying to say to me, and, and it's not going to work. I, I will make you believe Kitchen everything deals. that comes out of my Where's mouth. That? This guy, Instant Pot. Oh, the Instant Pot. Yeah, yeah, it makes like fucking anything. I've got one. Never used it. Do you? Mm-hmm. I would probably use it all the time. That shit is $130 normally, but you can get it right now for $55.99. Yeah. That's a pretty great good deal. deal. It's a six-quarter. Yeah. Or uh, you can the get other that. one has Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi, and it's uh, Alexa-enabled, so you can tell Alexa to set the settings and for how long. <laughs> So you, don't e- so you don't even have to get up to until you're ready to put your fucking meat or whatever in it. It's wild. <laughs> so <laughs> put your meat in it. It's wild because I there was a long time where I didn't know how to use like the oven. Let's say like not not now as an adult, but later <laughs> on, I there's people who aren't gonna know how to use an oven, but it's because they just tell Alexa to turn it on. I know. It's that, wild. That, that, there's Wi-Fi enabled everything. There was a, an Amazon uh, Basics, you know, that that's their brand. This yeah. is an Amazon Basics. Yeah. But uh, there's an Amazon Basics microwave on sale today that is Wi-Fi enabled that you can nice. use a- Alexa with. And you, you can be like, Alexa, set an alarm for two minutes. Please, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't need to activate your Alexas if you have this <laughs> playing in your house. So the, um, the weird thing is, though, is... You still have to put the fucking food in the thing. You do, but I mean, I guess there's a certain like prep buttons. time as far as like, you know, you if you're making, uh, we'll say, bean or chili or something, it has to be preset and it has to be at a certain temperature. So if you're in the other room and you're like, oh shit, I'm getting ready to do laundry. Hey, Alexa, put uh, set it for the bean chili setting and for two hours, and that way it can start warming up and get ready for you to put your stuff in there. Oh, like, you know the, I mean? like a preheat kind of thing. Uh, but I want to point out some of these other buttons, and one of them that kind of uh, threw me for a loop. There's a porridge button. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making porridge these days? <laughs> it's 2019. Yeah. Yeah, there's a That's porridge. Weird. There's a yogurt button. I didn't know you could make yogurt. You can heat it? It seems like... Uh... I thought that this was... I, I guess you could. This this gets cold, too? I don't I don't think so. You can make cake in this thing. <laughs> that seems more I realistic. That, yeah, I, I get that one. I get that one. You can make a cake. And I, I believe that you can make a porridge, but I don't understand who's making a porridge. And I don't know who's making yogurt in their thing. That unless one's weird. A, unless you bought this for like your grandma. She's the only person that would make porridge. <laughs> She's making porridge today. Hey. Um so in in combating the the uh what's it cup uh Cuphead? Cuphead, Cuphead show. show on Netflix. Disney Plus is reportedly developing an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit TV series. Who's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was oh, a character that... Yeah, that's the other one that was with uh, with Mickey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Walt Disney created Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in 1928, uh, shortly after Mickey Mouse was created, and is most... Uh, Mostly probably known from the uh, Disney uh, video game Epic Mickey. Uh, called Epic Mickey, yeah. uh, where you get to kind of discover Oswald. And even in Epic Mickey 2, you get to play as mm-hmm. Oswald in the two-player option. Uh, but yeah, this just seems like they're kind of going to do... I think they're going to stick with the traditional like black and white setup. And they're just going to in, uh, introduce this other... Other character here. I wonder if they'll try to do anything with it. Like, is it supposed to be a full episode of something, or is this shorts? Oh, I don't know. 
if it's a f- like shorts or something, it would make sense for them to do something using this character and doing something like how they have the uh, those Mickey Mouse shorts that I talked about. They're kind of mm-hmm. Ren Stimpy esque in a way. Could be, but yeah. keep it like that old school flavor with a black and white style, and just make it. He doesn't even have to talk; just do stupid, funny like Ren Stimpy esque gags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do like a kind of treat it silent, filmy. Yeah, or kind of there's there's a couple of episodes. Well, maybe just one that I can think of. Isn't there a, one episode of Rocco that they don't talk at all? It's just like all the slapstick gags. I don't remember. I feel like there is. Perhaps but, could be, or I even mean, just a section of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, essentially, you could do whatever you want. I can in these in these uh, new streaming. The rules are off. You don't have to have thirty minute uh, programs or the hour rules programs. are off. The rules are off. We went to the menu, we went to settings, and we found the section where it says rules, and we turned them off. And you can do whatever you want. I mean, DC, uh, the DC Universe has all of their YouTube kind of animated things that they do on there mm-hmm. in like little seasons, so you can watch them all. And their little shorts, they're like uh, anywhere from uh, like two minutes to 15 minutes. I like it when we say little shorts. It little makes me think short. of like shorts that Betty would wear. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of what I want to take a deep, deep dive into right now. How about the Persona 5, uh, since I enjoy it so much? Persona 5 is being made into a stage play called Persona 5, The Stage. Uh, It's going to be hitting theaters in Tokyo and Osaka this December, and I think they plan on actually recording this and putting it out on like DVD and Blu-ray, like some of the... Home uh, video? Yeah, so that way people can, and or digital, I guess, too, technically. So that way people can check it out and everything. But I saw some of the pictures of the people that they picked for actors for it and, and the outfits and shit that they get for them. It was just like, it looks like it came straight from the fucking game. It's it's perfect. Cool. And uh, like the backdrops and everything for like a more Neo-Tokyo-looking effect aesthetic to it. And uh, I don't know. It just it it looks like it might be pretty fun. Is this the this is the game where you have like demons coming out of you and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be interesting how they pull that off on stage. Yeah, it makes me wonder what because they didn't see anything like that. If that'd be really cool in my head, my vision for it that I would have would be whenever they do like the persona and they have the personas come out. If they had something that would almost be like uh, uh, puppet esque, you know what I mean, like. I don't know what kind of puppet am I talking about. I'm like, like a, a marionette, marionette in a way, uh-huh. and like just make them like rise up from behind them with them because they're so they're uh, bigger and they're more like larger than life type of a thing. And maybe they can be like controlled by like puppet strings or something mm-hmm. like that. That 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 to me makes the most sense with an aesthetic that would kind of fall in place with Persona. Uh, I think that that just seems like it would be really cool, and it would be cool to see them make marionettes of these demons. That would be cool. Too. Or like when they yell it, the lights flash, and then they drop mm-hmm. into a little cubby hole down on the floor, and then a new character emerges. Yeah, and he's like, "I am Gur, I am the demon." Well, there's one that, ghost uh, of hell. the primary one that Joker has whenever you first unlock your persona in the game, named Arson, and this is what he looks like, and that's what I meant. Like, it seems like like if you did like kind of a marionette of this guy, that mm-hmm. would be really cool to me. I feel like it has that kind of an aesthetic that it would play pretty well. Unfortunately, what they'll probably do is they'll just project like a video on like a, holo- like a wall, like a hologram. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, look at this thing, and it's just like it's Tokyo. They're gonna do a hologram. <laughs> it's somebody's hand, and they're just doing like hand puppets, and mm-hmm. they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love Persona so much. I I anything to get a little bit more from it. I watched the they made a. Persona anime uh, that follows suit with the Persona 5 game, and it's so good. It like adds a little bit more 
to the story and everything, just a couple little twinges, but it's cool watching it actually all play out just in the video in, in video format versus, you know, playing it out and doing yeah, kind of things definitely. like that. It's, it's really cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I um, like you. So, uh, Kevin Smith. Who? Uh, Kevin Smith. Not familiar with him. Uh, he is going to be performing a live reading of Clerks 3, the script that won't ever be made, um, with, a, with a live audience, with a group of friends, I guess. Cool. So, um, this August, so next month, in in New Jersey, uh, they're going to be doing a table read. Um, not really a table read, I guess, just a read of the script. Uh, for Clerks 3, they're going to do it um, at the First Avenue Playhouse in Atlantic Heights, um, which is a little town in New Jersey on August 3rd. And the proceeds are going towards the restoration of that theater. Cool. Um, for some reason, and I might be wrong, and I might be right, I feel like maybe First Avenue is where they held auditions for Clerks um, at some point in time. I'm not 100% sure, but that name First Avenue, great. what is it, theater? First Avenue Playhouse. Playhouse. Um, Atlantic Highlands, but uh, yeah, Isn't the Highlands then that where most of them all grew up and went to high school and stuff That's together too, right? Yeah, yeah, the Highlands. Yeah, I hear him talk about that and mention it. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. sassy bird. So they're they're doing this this reading of it because, as we know, um, Clerks Three will never be made because Jeff Anderson isn't interested in doing that, and so. Um, I, I'm curious to see, I'm sure O'Halloran's going to be there to play Dante. Obviously Jay's going to be there. Kev will be there. And then who all will be part of that will be unknown because no, none of us have read the script for Clerks. Right. Uh, but who's going to stand in for Jeff Anderson's character is what I'm most interested in. It'd be kind of cool if he actually just came back and just did this because it wasn't, it's not anything that's going to be out there that he has to do. Anything I don't think he truly. will. I don't think he's interested yeah. at all in it. Um, but what I would think would be super funny is if Bri did it because since that character is based off of yeah, Bri, and he's so cynical when he talks half the time, anyways, too. Like it's all kind of based yeah. off of him. That would be interesting to see yeah, him that'd do be that. Really cool. I wish I was in Jersey on August third, but instead I'm playing a show. Where at? Um, it's a private show. It's a class reunion for me. Yeah, it's your class reunion. <laughs> a private show for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I will play naked. You you oh, okay I'm for cool your with private that. show? That's I, that's all I ever wanted. But I'll I'll cover the my wiener with the guitar. But then every once in a while I'll accidentally move a little bit. Just as long as you go. Whoops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to give a little bit more insight to the DC Black Label stuff? Um, what about DC Black Label to explore the Joker and questions inner workings in the new two new series? Yeah, so um, it popped up on my on my feed, but uh, at work my internet's been shitty still, so I can't really <laughs> open articles to read them. So I got that you. popped up to where I could actually see that that was a thing, but I didn't get to read what it in detail. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So so they are Black Label is going to be like Justin said, introducing a new uh, a new what do you call that? A new comic series. book series. Good gosh, words are hard today. Mm -hmm. uh, one called Joker Killer Smile, which will follow the Joker as he attempts to destroy the life of Dr. Ben Arnell, a mental health professional that works at the <laughs> Arkham Asylum. Um, Jeff Lemire's working on this one. Um, I'm not super excited about this, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't personally need more Joker stories in my life. Um, no? No. <laughs> 
But everybody, Chad, everybody loves the Joker. It's just like they're doing, like Harleen is a new series that's going to be coming out on Black Label to give you a different take on Harley's origin stories. I don't care. I and just wait, don't care. We already have another run of Old Woman and Harley's going on right now, too, Old right? Lady Harley, oh, yeah. Lady Harley. It's over? It's over? I think it's uh, over, yeah. It, and that was just actually within the Harley Quinn uh, well, it's a TV series, uh, comic series like the regular one. Like it was like issues forty something through fifty something. I got you. Um, yeah. So I'm okay with the Joker story more than the Harley the Harley Quinn story, honestly. But they're both just overdone. I'm seeing these characters over and over again. Why can't we get a cool Man Bat series? Why can't we get? I mean, the the question's a great pick. I mean, yeah. So the the other one is the question: the deaths of Vic Sav Vic Sage. Sorry. Uh, which will explore the main character's many deaths and reincarnations in Hub City. Um, so that seems like it'll be cool as well. Or not as well, but will be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just not overly excited about um, hitting Joker up again. I just think it's overdone. Um, and especially on Black Label, they're just gonna, he's going to get like whatever. At least it's not an origin story. Um, which is good because I think that's what Jeff Johns is working on is a, a miniseries called Three Jokers that is, I believe, the origins and the continuations of three separate Jokers that supposedly live within the DC universe. Yeah. It's like, not only do I not need more Joker stories, I don't need a Joker story with three Jokers in it. Yeah. Um, but the I'm question's gonna... neat. It's unexplored territory. We don't see a lot of question. Um, and so I'm excited for that one for sure. Cool. I uh, I hope that down the road, as far as like DCU stuff goes, that they take a little bit of a break after the Walking Joker movie and stuff comes out, like from from that character. I'm sure we won't, yeah. but I mean, just <laughs> I just feel like that at least at least a few years, just take a break from having him being front and center whenever it comes to anything that's Batman related in any way, shape, or form. You know, like. If they do birds of prey kind of a thing, we don't we don't have to have him there. Same thing with Suicide Squad; he doesn't have to be there. Yeah, he's not there in majority of the Suicide Squad comics. Yes, it's it's about the Suicide Squad, and he's not part of it there. Yeah, they just I felt like they tied through. They wanted to see a Joker Harley relationship with that, and I liked the the Jared Leto Joker, but I agree. I think that it's like cool. We're seeing Joker. We're seeing Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker. Then we saw Jared Leto. Now we're gonna see Walking uh, Phoenix, and it's like okay. Let's just let's take some time. But whenever you like we've discussed before, you have such a wide repertoire of of villains to yes, pick absolutely. from and everything, and you still recycle the same four to five. Yeah, there are and great characters. That they, that's a man. There's so many different ones that you could pick from that you you could have a like a movie that literally showcases like five B list. Yeah, or D list even <laughs> like like yeah. of those characters and right, stuff. Here's an idea. I don't need to see a Batman movie. Yeah, I've seen. Seven, eight Batman movies in How our time. Is it? Just regular, even titled ones. We got the the three Nolans. We three got Nolans. the four Burton. Uh, no, the two Burtons. Well, and then you know the other mean. two are there. Yeah. yeah. So that's seven. And then, and then the new one coming out. The original. Out. I mean, the original, like Batman, like. Like old school yeah. Batman, like 68. Yeah. Do you yeah. count that Batman movie as a Batman movie? I mean, it's a Batman movie. That's true. I've seen it. Yeah. Therefore, it's a Batman movie. And sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> according but to there's eight of Adam them. West. I don't even need to see this next one. I mean, well, I'm going to watch I guess it. there'd be more. Is Would you consider Batman v Superman a Batman movie? Not technically, I guess. Since it's not just, just him yeah. kind of a thing. 
That's what I like. Even like I've seen this character over again. You know what I haven't seen? I've seen a Blue Beetle movie, and I like Blue Beetle. He's pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't seen a Plastic Man movie, and that would be killer. And before they go and Marvel beats everybody and has Fantastic Four come out, and you've got Mr. Fantastic, and he's elastic already. Now he's not elastic, is he? He's it's, stretchy. Is he? Is he? Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He is. So like he's stretchy. She can go invisible, and then the Incredibles flame, are throwing me on. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Incredibles are throwing. The Incredibles me is on. the other way. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, except for I mean, I guess. I, well, I guess he would be Mr. Incredible. Would be like the, the rock. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the rock. <laughs> He'd be the rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, there's so many cool characters. I would love to see a Martian Manhunter movie. Yeah, that like, would. I wanted. I, yeah, a John Jones in yes. anything would be fucking rad to yes. see. I want to see Hawkman, Hawkgirl like story. That's pretty cool. I still want to see a Moon Knight movie. I know it's yeah. not. You know, I just meant like he's so mm-hmm. D-listy as far as the stuff goes, but the comics and stuff that I've read yeah. are just so fucking creative. Mm-hmm. They could even make the way that I whenever I read the first couple of volumes of or the first two trades of that Moon Knight series that came out a few years back would be like, they could almost do that episodically even too. Like a movie would be fantastic, but they could do it as like an eight episode series on Hulu or some shit like that. And then have it be, you know, where the Moon Knight is different personas and different, because that's, that's the way he is. Yeah. Different personas. He's perceived differently. He, the, the art style is different. You know, the way that they shoot it, the way that it feels and everything, every episode could literally be different, but it still centers around one kind of pivotal story and one pivotal character, but it all changes every single time. Could you do a, what's the, I'm not here. I'm not there. The Bob Dylan movie, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Could you do that version of Moon Knight where it's a totally different, different actor? Different actor. Every That's time? what I meant. That would give it an even that different cool. flair, too. Like, because it'd be a guy with the mask on and stuff like that. But you could do, like, one where it's, like, Moon Knight, but it's almost got, like, a, a Mexican flair to it. And you could just let fucking Danny Trejo play him or something like yeah. that. And, or, you know, fucking whoever else. I'm not, I don't know who I'm thinking about. Benicio Del Toro. Let him be Moon Knight underneath the mask and just have it be like straight up like Sicaro style. Mm-hmm. And then have one be super dark and brooding that's like a noir thing. And let fucking Nicolas Cage play him. You know what I mean? No, just a, I just, yeah, I think that came in my head because of noir Spider-Man. But, yeah, I, but I I'm, just saying, I'm just saying like, like you, yeah, that would, that would play off really well. But it still follows the exact same... Yeah, like that movie does, you know, like a pivotal story about that character and him going through his life. Absolutely, it just has those different people playing him through different transitions. Yes. So yeah, I mean that that would totally work. It'd be really cool. Let's write it. Let's just write it and let's let's write it, send it to Disney, and then just uh, be set up for life. Be like, uh, here, check this out. Uh, so we uh, the Russo brothers were teasing on Instagram. Uh, leading up to the events, so that by the time this comes out, it'll all be announced or whatever would have happened, happened, I would assume. Whatever happens, happens. But this will be the perfect time to talk about it because we won't get a chance in between. We'll talk uh, about it after it's done, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Russo Brothers are teasing, teasing uh, Marvel Phase 4 timeline reveal at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which happens between July 17th and the 21st. Um, and then he also put out a tease for... Uh, potentially a community reunion being done there yeah. which leads way to belief that we might actually get the six seasons in a movie which everybody was kind of like eh, i don't know maybe a movie might happen down the road or something but it kind of is like making it like i feel like everybody that has 
that is in that movie or in that show yeah. is free or should be free right now for them to actually do something community oriented. Gotcha. So it makes the most sense for them to do that. Well, most I, of them I would, aren't doing I, anything. I would love so. for them to somehow manage to bring back Pierce and have Chevy Chase be on there again for a little bit. Because <laughs> he, he died in the show, Yeah, but nobody saw him die. No. Nobody saw him saw him die, and then they replaced him with uh, I can't think of his name. He's on uh, Breaking Bad, uh, but he 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 takes place uh, basically for for Pierce as the resident older guy on yeah. the in the group. But Joe McHale isn't doing anything right now. He he's hosting a game show. Oh yeah, um, I think it's Card Sharks is the one that he's hosting because they're doing that re like NBC's no whammies, doing no whammies. Oh, that's Press Your Luck. That's Elizabeth oh. Banks' show. Oh yeah, they're, they're rebooting all these old ones because Card Sharks was a thing from like the seventies too. Gotcha. So okay. they're just rebooting all these old game shows and giving new people it because there was a bunch of ones that I saw that I was just like, how the fuck did they get these people to be on here to be a host for this show? Right. But um, but they're fucking doing it. But he's that's he's got. I don't think happening. Jillian Jacobs is doing anything. She's and usually then, in movies. Like she's just uh, like in like B movies usually. What's her name that plays Annie in the show? Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about. I know they finished the last season, or not the last season, but the most recent season of Glow, and it's out, so she can be on there doing that too. I I don't know if they'd bring Troy back, the for for Donald Glover. I'd be cool if he. What did happened it to whatever. him? He in, I can't remember. I think it's season four. At the end of season four, he leaves on like a boat. That's and right. And then he just never came back. That's why he's growing out that be- that big beard. Ah, that'd be That's cool. Because he's gonna because come he's back. gonna he's come back. And he's just gonna be like a like a island deserted yeah. person. He's just been gone for years. Yeah, he's just been on a boat, and he's just he's gotten rid of all of his worldly possessions. Obviously, like Kim Jong and all those other people would probably come together yeah. and do it oh, too. I'm but sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm really excited for it. I love Community a lot, and uh, to finally have the six seasons in the movie be like the fruition would be a dream come true for me. I I, I really love that show. Do you have speculation as to what the, not necessarily a timeline, because who would actually know what movies are going to be released when, but what Phase 4 consists of? What Phase 4 consists of? I guess we can kind of broadly assume some of the stuff that's already pretty much confirmed. So, like, Black Panther 2, we know is going to happen. You think that'll be Phase 4? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'll be Phase 4. Black Panther 2, I don't know that the next Ant-Man movie would be. You think they're going to do four? a third of Ant-Man? They already said that they, that they are going to. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it'll be Phase 4 or not, though. Yeah. I don't see why not, but I'm not sure. I don't really. I just don't know how much more they can do with that story. <laughs> they were like, I don't know how much more Ant-Man I can take. I thought yeah. that was what you were going mean, to say. <laughs> I, was, I was unexcited about the second one. Um, I wasn't really pumped about the first one. Like, they were okay. There was nothing wrong with them, but, like... There was nothing that got my blood flowing. I think because it's a comedy at its heart. Yeah. And I don't ever get like overly excited for comedies. I just accept them and and uh, consume them. Yeah. Just uh, uh, during Doctor Captain Sh- Marvel Doc- 2. Yeah, Doctor Strange sequel as well. You um, think they'll continue with that? Doctor like, Strange? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You think they've got Yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like it, it still has enough legs and people are interested I'm in that character. I'm not a Cumberbatch fan. Just, I I like I like him me. in I like him in that role for yeah. sure and he's he's good as a Sherlock Holmes as well too in that yeah. show he's he's really solid. Um, he doesn't he doesn't catch my tingle? I don't know if if they do Spider Man, the third movie that maybe that'll be like a tail end thing. I don't I think that they will do it again. I don't think they'll do it again like that soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll have to be a little bit. 
Yeah. It'll have to be a little bit. Senior year. Yeah. Senior year. Things are going to go wild. That's all I got to so say. I don't know what other movies we're doing. We, we'll, we know Eternals potentially is going to be a thing we'll have coming yeah, down. Yeah, that's going to be on. It has to be on back end of Phase 4, though, because I don't think they, they're just still casting for that. So, like, they're going to have probably two years of special effects. Guardians alone. 3. Guardians three, I would imagine, is on Talon. I want that to be my Avengers movie. So it makes me wonder what like, the what the big, big what the big boys are gonna be like as far as I think Captain Marvel is gonna be your big coming boy. up coming up soon. I mean, right, sooner rather. than Oh, later. I got gotcha. you. Like, what's your newest thing? What'll be the next newest thing that we have? Do we have Black Widow movie that'll be happening? I think Black Widow is probably gonna be on our first like first year. Do like, you want it? Do I want it? Um, it depends. I, it seems like they have to do it early. They have to do like a pre-Avengers Black Widow. And as long as I get to see... Because her, her her origin seems a little complex. Like her character, the way that they played it in game, made yeah. it seem like she's got some issues she's been struggling through. And how Clint kind of plays into that, I would be curious too. Like I don't need Clint to come in, but like maybe on the back quarter of that movie... Um, but I definitely want to see because they seem to have a relationship and a bond, yeah. Unlike any any of the other ones, so almost like a brother sister kind of thing. So what made that happen? Yeah. What made her get with Fury? Um, what made her get with her and Clinton become I think friends? It'd be really cool to see like a Fury central centered movie. I don't know if that that would ever happen, but that'd be kind of cool to see something that would actually focus on Nick. Well, I mean, that could be your Black Widow movie, is that, because, especially if you pick it up pretty close to where Captain Marvel left off. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? Not yet, no. Okay. Um, I know pretty much what goes on during it and stuff. And that's what I just. Because it's very heavy Nick Fury. Yeah. Like, it is almost Nick Fury's origin story as much as it is mm. Captain Marvel's. And so I think if you pick it up pretty close after that with him knowing that. She has to go do her thing in the galaxy, but now he knows that there's threats for Earth, and he needs to gather a team of people that are stronger than the forces so that like we currently like have. So, like him kind of meshing into Black Widow's world to kind of start figuring yeah. things out. So, like, um, like it starts with Black Widow with Natasha before she's Black Widow, and kind of her like how he hears about her is like you know all of the things that she's doing, and then you know quarter way through the movie. He's going. I need that. Whoever this person is, I need that person. Yeah. And then kind of her, him starting to touch base with her and build a relationship, and then him saying, "I need your help to help me expand." Because I imagine that originally she had to have been kind of a recruiter for him. Yeah. Or at least like she had to have been kind of the person that was setting the stage, making sure going out and and checking on these people before he went. Before he went to go to Tony to say, I'm interested in you, I bet he had Natasha go check him right. out. What is this? Is it legit? What's going on with it? So almost like she was, she went ahead before him and checked things out. So that would be cool to see how that plays. Yeah. Um, seems like that's probably for yeah, year one. I guess, you know, like 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 you're saying and stuff, it, it would be difficult for, I don't know, not difficult, but it makes more sense to have another character be the vehicle for Nick's story to continue. still gradually continue. That's all I was saying. It was just like, it'd be really cool to see him be front and center focused because there's runs of ultimate X-Men whenever I was reading it and just the ultimates where there's like issues that just focus on what Nick Fury's up to and doing. And that character is like, 
James Bond times 20 sometimes whenever he's like going in and infiltrating. Yeah. Just like, make sure you have a martini ready for me whenever I get back up to the hover. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck? He's just a really cool, fun, interesting person to hang out with. But, you know, the way they write him in, uh, in the, uh, the old Marvel movies that we get now. He's basically a he's, general. Like, he's a general, but he's also like if a general was Shaft. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you so, want to see that movie, go see Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> or the new Shaft movie. That's yeah, the new Shaft with, movie. With you'll, Samuel Jackson. You'll get old Shaft, Samuel Jackson Shaft, and young Shaft. Yeah, you get all the, all the things. Three and generations then, of Shaft. I don't know what other movie would be our second one, though. Uh, for next year, because you got to do probably at least two a year. Yeah, and that's it's weird because this this is the I thought they said that they had plans for there probably will be one for sure next year, but I don't know if they'll do two because it seems like a year where they're going to do like that kind of a recuperation type of a thing instead of just like putting it all straight out yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like kind of building up that anticipation. That way, whenever stuff actually comes out again and it's in pairs, then we'll be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. And yeah. that way they can kind of build up their resources and figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it definitely – I think – and this was all rumored just based on production timelines, but it definitely seemed like we were looking at at least a year between the movie we just saw – uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and the next movie that we were looking at at least a year to happen between the two. So, okay. you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what's happening. I I definitely were getting a movie in the back half of the year, uh, maybe two. It just depends on if they're going to pair up this year. Two. No, 2020. Oh, I thought you meant like there'll be no, a movie no, no. at the back end of this year. No, it just doesn't. To me, it's it's a matter of. What are they? Are they going to pare down and do two movies a year instead of three to four? Yeah, Shang Chi. I forgot about that. Yep, they're, which they're still casting for. Mm-hmm. I think we might be seeing a potential uh, release of casting for for Chang Chi. Chang Chi. Um, at at uh, this that Comic Con thing, San Diego. I don't. Um, my my ideal thing that I could, and I don't know how it's going to work with because I've never watched Far From Home yet, with how that would kind of correlate. My ideal thing that I would... If I want to see an Avengers movie from this point on, like a new Avengers movie coming out, it'd make it like be a new Avengers or a young Avengers, which we kind of talked about before. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if that movie kind of leads it to be to where it could be something of that sort. Um, It doesn't one way or the other. Okay. Well, I didn't know like if there was like any kind of like... Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, because the way that they seem like they were setting it up, like, he could be, like, the next guy for the Avengers, you know, like, he could be the next head of the Avengers kind of yeah. a thing in a way, like, taking the keys, you know, from, from Tony kind of a thing and then, and, you know, running the show with it. Sure, yeah. It would be cool, you know, I'm just thinking, like, we could have Spider-Man be the head of our Avengers this time and then we'll have, like, uh, you know, maybe, like, have an Ironheart or something like that and then have uh, Falcon be Captain America. You know, and and have like a ragtag group of new Avengers that we'll have to start getting used to and stuff. But it's really cool to me, in my head, you know, to see a ragtag group of new younger people being a little more experienced, yeah. kind of a thing. Like. Maybe like with the exception of Falcon, I think it'd be cool just to leave let Mackie still play that character and be Captain America. Just like even if like they're all supposed to be like in their twenties whenever they make the next Avengers or something, and just let him be like the older rugged veteran type pe- yeah. person that's there with him, but not their leader. Yeah. Kind but of Thor-esque like, and like Thor had 
No matter, like, even though Thor was younger, like, he was ages older, yeah. like, so. That's what I would love to see, like, not even be Thor. Let Thor's mantle be taken up by Beta Ray Bill and have Beta Ray Bill be, like, the new Thor and have, like, your, I've got an alien guy here that's a Beta Ray Bill. He's our, he's our new Thor, our new God of Thunder. We've got this old guy over here who's Captain America. I'm, like, 20-year-old Spider-Man. Uh, Tony's daughter's old enough to be fucking, uh, to be in a suit and do some stuff now. She can be Ironheart. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be cool. It could. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We're definitely, I, I think that we're closest to seeing uh, Black Widow. But other than that, uh, personally, I would like like to see um, the, I, I think that Captain Marvel, we could potentially see a back-to-back like female lead movie but my guess is that dr strange 2 is our next one it's like black widow dr strange 2 gotcha that's what i'm thinking um any other news that you want to harp or harken on no not necessarily no. uh you've been playing anything new um i did play something new what you got we got a dr mario game that came oh out yeah i didn't the, play it yet tell me the, how it is on the phone yeah um i like it, it dr is, mario world that's how right I, yeah um that's how I feel about it. I like it. Um, <laughs> it's good. Um, I'm not a big Dr. Mario fan. Um, I don't really much care for Tetris, and Dr. Mario is just like Tetris. So It sure is. Uh, this is different, <laughs> though. So you actually are, you've got your germs, what are they called? The viruses. Viruses, yeah. and you're, you're capsuling them in a different way. They're kind of set on the board already, kind of in the, I can't remember exactly how Dr. Mario works. Um, but I feel it like worked like Tetris in a way where you had the germ or the, the, the viruses out. and you had to cancel them out. Like, okay. so it would have basically the capsules or, uh, well, the viruses would be out there on the place and you would have to have the capsules come down and line up specific colored capsules with those specific viruses in a way to rub them out basically. Okay. Pretty similar concept, except for you're going upward with everything instead of downward. Okay. Um, and it's all obviously touchscreen, so you just kind of, which I think the touchscreen makes it feel a little bit better. Like I feel like I can control it a little bit better. Sure. With Tetris and with Doctor Mario, I always felt like I always, I was, I got nervous about like, oh, which direction I hit the button too many times mm-hmm. and everything. This was, it's very easy. Like a tap will change directions, and then you can you can click and drab it, uh, drop it, drag it, drab it. You can drab it. Drab um, it. Yeah. So it seems pretty cool. I, I haven't played it for a super long time, but I definitely enjoy um, it more than the original. Uh, does it have like multiplayer on it at all? Or? I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I wasn't sure if it had any kind of a, a multiplayer component. No, I figured it wouldn't be like a fucking mobile version of Tetris 99 or anything like that, but I didn't know if Why it would not? be. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess that might be possible. I really don't know. But yeah. I uh I just was curious if it had any kind of a mobile component or a multiplayer component it to be. it. Anything. I don't uh I don't have uh people that it's got this is kind of the setup so it's kind of oh, set it's got up like, like worlds world like levels and everything mm-hmm. and you go through and play them and um is it like the viruses are spread all over because it looks icky I don't know I don't I don't really know I just I just hit start and then I start playing the game that's how that's how I work with it. I got you. So just uh, you just you know you see these guys and they they're like oh we're viruses and you gotta eliminate those viruses and so you say give me some pills because pills are what you do to get rid of viruses so you say tap 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 a roo and you drop it and then bam that sucker's gone and then I'm looks gonna go, like uh, oh I've oh 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 almost messed up there we go bam it's gone it looks like oh, brick breaker oh, right now 
bam. Oh, I'm done. Level's cleared. Wow, that was like easy. That. Clear. Bonus points? Yes, please. I'll take <laughs> some. Um, but yeah. It's, this is it's, this is what an audio let's play would be like. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's Dr. Mario World. It's I dig uh, it. not too shab. Cool. If you like Dr. Mario, it's for you. If you don't, it might still be for you. Is this what we were talking about where they do like you only get X amount of levels or something like that for free? Yeah, no, I think this is more of a heart spend kind of a thing like um oh. like what do you call it? Like um, you like your like, freemium. Yeah, um uh like Candy Crush and stuff yeah, like yeah. you only have so freemium, many moves. Yeah. Before you have to wait for your heart to fall, or you can pay two ninety nine and get three hearts now. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it looks like. Because every time I hit play, like it takes a little heart from my little heart container. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I have currently. It says it shows infinite lives. Wow. Or is that just eight? I'm thinking it's an infinite. <laughs> it's a sideways eight. Um. So maybe that means something. Maybe that just means I'm awesome. We found a way to cheese destiny. You cheesed it? Yep, we cheesed it. What does that mean? Uh, cheating. <laughs> you cheated on Destiny? No, not really cheated. but uh, It's your love of your life. So on Destiny, they found a way to farm resources on the game that you would use to uh, to buy, like, or not necessarily buy. You give the resources to specific people so that way you can acquire new weapons and different things like that. Um there's a way in the game where on one of the newer expansions, you go to these areas called foundries. And in the foundry, you fight a horde, like all these hordes of enemies. These certain enemies kind of glow whenever you shoot the enemies and kill them that are glowing. They drop these orbs. Mm -hmm. And you take the orbs, and the orbs you throw at the foundry. And those are used to basically like help ignite the foundry to like forge a new weapon. Gotcha. That's the whole point. Uh -huh. um, so there's like... Two ra two waves of uh, collecting all of these orbs and throwing them in the foundry, and the final wave is like a boss wave. There's a big boss that comes out, and you have only X amount of time to defeat him within. Um, it's usually like a couple minutes, which is plenty of time, usually. But uh, once you complete it, you have a chance of getting uh, like a weapon piece and some legendary gear, so that way you can get your character... Uh, new things and new armor and new guns and whatnot, but new they guns. found out they found out that at that that the recommended level for that type of gameplay is like six hundred or six hundred and ten, I think is like the light level for it. You can still enter that level and uh, and play that type of game mode even if you're a lower level. So if you put on like really shitty armor and make yourself like level four hundred on purpose, you can't fight the enemies and you get thrown into matchmaking and you can't beat the enemies and there's basically like a 60 second timer that's on this type of matchmaking so you basically just throw yourself into matchmaking just put your controller down you don't even have to play that's this is how the farm works you literally turn it on start it and then you walk away and you don't do anything so I I don't, like I'm not, you're not even playing the fucking game for it. That's my favorite kind of game. So you put the controller down, you go off, you do your own thing and everything. And since the level rotates in 60 seconds, once the match is over, it's like, okay, well, you're done. You didn't succeed, but you still get some stuff as a parting gift. So here's some legendary shards. Here's some, uh, some, uh, emblem or some, uh, some items that are come from the world where you're at, like the one I'm doing is on Earth on the game, so I get these things called Dusklight Shards, and it gives them to you like four at a time, and it does that every single time, and it's on a reset 
on it. So as soon as the match is over, it tries to match make you with another group of people and put your straight back in there. You still don't have to touch your controller 60 seconds later. Oh, you died. Here's some more or here's some more shards. Here's some more legendary shards. And uh, any of that other stuff, if somebody like an enemy dropped something or whatever that you can use or whatever, we'll put it in your mailbox in, in, in the other world. So you literally just let it recycle, rinse, repeat and stuff. And you just put your controller down and go away and it gets you all these resources and stuff and you don't have to do anything for it. That's wild. But, uh, I tried it out last night, and overnight up until probably about like 2 or 3 today, I came in and I turned off the Xbox, but I was checking it out, and I got all the way up to, uh, I think it was like 1,200 or 1,300 Dusklight Shards, which you give them like 10 or 20 at a time to the guy that you give those to, and he'll give you like new gear and stuff like that. So it's like a way to basically like infinitely create and spawn <laughs> weapons and stuff, and you really don't have to do anything with it. You just nice. leave the game on and go walk away. But that's a little bit of the old cheesy cheese that I meant that we uh, we found out that we could is, do with the game. Is cheese a, a slang term for cheating? Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, it's not necessarily like it's cheating. It's in the game. It's not like I'm doing anything wrong. We found a loophole. We found yeah, basically a loophole. So a way to kind of cheat the system. It's not meant to be played that way. You're meant to go through the forge and spend you know ten minutes doing this thing. Yeah. Or you could let your thing sit here for a minute, die, and then just go off and and keep recycling and recycling every minute and doing it. It sounds like it is actually, by definition, a loop hole. Yeah, yeah, it, it really through. is. It is a loop hole. It's a hole in the game. It is the most looping. loopiness of holes. Damn, son. Uh, movies? Yeah. Watch any movies? I watched Spider-Man Far you From Home. You did watch Spider-Man, and you talked about it. I did. It was good. It was good. It was a movie. So I, from, from, I'm living vicariously through you. You said it was good, so I believe you. Yeah. I. Uh, That's how that works. I liked the first one a lot. Did you like this more? Um, no. See, I keep hearing that but more not, than anything else. Like a lot of people that not just podcasts, but people like they're just saying like this is this is a way better Spider Man movie. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what that means, but that's what they the, what they say. So I was like, How was the last one not a that was a, it was a Spider Man movie. He was already Spider Man. It wasn't like a, an origin story. They said that this is a better Spider Man movie than yes. the first one. Yep. I don't agree with that. You don't? No, um, I felt like you had more Spider-Man in the first one. Uh, this is actually, I feel like, more of a Peter movie. Um, <laughs> to the point where they, they even coined the phrase Peter Tingle instead of Spidey Sense, uh, which makes complete sense. Didn't they say that in the first movie? No. They didn't? No. I thought that was something that somebody said. A Peter Tingle? Yeah. No. Is that something that May says to him in one of the trailers? You I mean, like it a, you does like a, say Peter Tingle. I think she says it in the trailer at some oh, point in time. Dumb. She says something about Peter Tingle. That's sad. They shouldn't shouldn't no. break that many rules. Um, no, it's it's definitely more of a character building. I feel like it's a progression of uh, of Peter Parker's character and as a as a human being person, and not as much as him as a Spider Man person. Um, so it's 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 good in that sense because I like the story. I like the humans. I like. The personal side of things, I like the relationships between him and MJ, and him and uh, his friend uh, Hubert Norbert. Um, I can't remember his name yeah. either, but I know you're talking. You about. know, I'm talking about. Yeah, um, and Happy's in there quite a bit. I like Happy's relationship with with Peter as that's progressing because they had a funny relationship in the first one. Yeah, and it it gets better. It it, it gets to be even better through that. 
And uh, and clearly he's dealing with a lot of stuff, as you've seen from the trailers, a uh, lot of stuff with the death of Tony. So it, it continues on that. And then. love interests. And and love interests, yes. Yes. Um, so, I, yeah, no, I dig it a lot, but I definitely feel like it's it's weird that they say that it's more of a Spider-Man movie because I feel like it's less of a Spider-Man more movie and more of a Peter Parker movie. You watched all of Stranger Things? No. You did not? No. Did you watch any of it? Yeah. How much? I'm on episode nine. No. Episode seven. Okay, Let's try so that again. You, I got two more left. You have two more left. So I you have thinking, seven and eight. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking that. It was that episode it was nine. Seven. I was like, you went beyond. That even. <laughs> I went to the upside down. <laughs> you found uh, hidden episodes that didn't, don't really exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think so, we're on. I think we're, we may have finished episode five, if I remember correctly. So we still have six, seven, and eight. Yeah. So I'm next really time not. we get together, we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more in length anyway. Cool. Um, I'm really enjoying this season, though, a lot. I like the... it's It's been that way for a while, but I, I do like how this season more so it's... Everybody's story is, like, in and of itself, like, its own, but they're all meant to be coming together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's Joyce and like uh, Hopper. Off. Joyce and Hopper doing, like, the stuff. They're figuring out the guy. They find the Russian guy or whatever. And then over here's Steve and Dustin and uh, Robin and uh, the one girl. Yeah. And they're all find the fucking elevator and all that. And they go into the facility or whatever that's there. And, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's stories are all... They got their own mission, kind of. Yeah. But it all is super important to the whole, like, everything yeah. as a whole, as it will, like, I'm assuming, come colliding together once again. Yeah, but, to, yeah. but it wasn't like that as much the other times. Like, everybody kind of had, like, a thing where it was just, you know, yes, they had their own stories and stuff like that, but, like, Joyce and Hopper didn't go off and do a bunch of crazy shit like they're doing, like, right now. Yeah. You know? I, I think it's cool how yeah, the, everybody having their own little spy drama thing they got going on and everything. Definitely. I fucking love the character Robin. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> Every time I see her too, I'm just like, oh you look just like your mom. Oh now you look like your dad. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um I don't know did she ever did she act in other stuff? I don't not that I know of. Okay. I don't know for sure though. I haven't done a deep dive on her. She's really talented though. I like her yeah, a lot. She's good. Um it looks like season four is probably their last one. They're they're kind of hinting at it. They haven't yeah. said for sure. But. They said that contracts for a lot of the characters go through to season four now that they've confirmed, I guess. But their duffers had said that they're going to at least, that it'll be four to five. They said, I don't know. It, I guess it would depend on how they write it. But I maybe end on a fifth season. I don't I, they It seemed like the way that they were saying they didn't want it to go any longer than five. Yeah. Yeah, well... I'd, we were told at one point in time that this was supposed to be it. That's what I thought. This whole time I was thinking, I thought that we incorrectly reported the news that it was the third season was the last and final. That's what I was told. Like for, I mean, the news told me that the news so lied. we could report as news that yeah. this was the third and final season. Um, but I, I one one article I did read from, I think it was from the Duffer Brothers, they had said uh, they're not sure if they can justify a bad thing happening to these kids every year for more than four years. Yeah, <laughs> They were like, I'm not sure if we can just logically make it to where these kids just go through hell. What grade every are they year. supposed to be in now? I don't know. I, hmm. I didn't really, couldn't really tell. I don't. I think if if they I'm do say next 14. year, well, do you think they're in high school? No, I think they're like eighth grade. That's what I was gonna say. I thought that maybe 
Like 13, 14, I guess, then? My thing was, if they don't show it by the end, like if they're in eighth grade and they quote-unquote graduate, and then maybe the fourth and final season, they could be like, we're all starting high school together, and then we're going to go through like the thing about how high school's shitty to uh, adapt to as yeah. new kids. Because at that point in time, they could have had like the people with the paddles doing like the, the freshman, what's it called? I think that's more in college, though, isn't it? It is, but to a certain extent. I mean, they do that still in, in high schools and stuff, too. I got you. I never got paddled. I didn't. But I did I mean, they hear got paddled about... By, like, they're paddled by teachers, but, like, students paddling, I thought, was more of a, like, fraternity, sorority thing. It is definitely a fraternity, sorority thing. I think fraternity more so than a sorority. Not sororities. They're not I mean, unless I, we could talk about girls spanking each other. That'd be <laughs> fun. Um, but, yeah, I think it still happens there, too. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. They've never really touched on what grade, like the school, school has never been a major part of the Stranger Things mm-hmm. universe. It's almost like Rugrats in that sense. They're like, they're just kids and they do things and you know, I don't know about the rest of that part. The uh, end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have anything you've been listening to? Yeah, I've got a lot of them. Uh, specifically, uh, would uh, we'll talk about a, a quick little band that I uh, found out. Called Smith and Fell. Never heard of them. Um, so I'm I'm usually generally fall under the realm of I'm either gonna like something that's uh, kind of 80s synth pop kind of vibe to it, or it's gonna be like pop folky, like the like the folk rock of like a like a Decemberists or Mumford and Sons type realm of things. Gotcha. Um, like that's usually my my genres of music. Uh, Smith and Thel falls under that kind of folky music. Um, there was a band called Oh Honey that was out like a couple years ago. Um, the, the guy singer from that ended up being in that, that, uh, band that sings a song about, um, stuff. I don't know. He's, he's popular right now. Um, (laughs) but anyways, um, Smith and Thel kind of is filling that void for me right now. They've got a, a girl singer who I, I really like and a guy singer who's not super prominent in there. He must maybe just play a lot of music like maybe writes the guitar parts i don't know one of them is smith one of them stell as far as last names go um but yeah they've just got a good kind of folky pop kind of thing i was thinking about what makes like the new folk versus i call it new folk like in you folk versus like new metal like kind new of thing. metal yes. yeah um i wonder what what new folk versus country is like like if you look at it all right now because to me, what defines the folk part almost is that it doesn't have someone having a bunch of twang in their voice. Like you have the same instruments of like a classic country song where you've got fiddles and you've got banjos and you've got a lot of acoustic guitars and your, your percussion's more from odd instruments or from the stringed instruments and not as much of a full drum set. And so everything screams country about it except for that they're not speaking with a twang. Yeah. In their voice, which almost modernizes it a bit, I guess. Um, but I dig it a lot. Um, it kind of reminds me, just that genre is definitely what we tried to do with As for the Rest of Us a lot. Yeah. And it's yeah. just generally how I try to write songs still. So um, Smith and Thel, check them out. Nice. Uh, I had a new group that I just heard about on the radio. Uh, what radio station? The 92.7. What's that? The All 2K? Yeah. That's where I got these guys from. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, I love that's that a station, great station now. now. It used to be VZA. Yeah, it played like the '80s, '90s hits yeah. of like pop, 
and uh, yeah. now it just plays this kind of music. It's so good. Um, the Rex, they had a couple of songs that come out back in like 2017, 2018, but this is their newest single. They never released an EP or anything like that or anything like an LP or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, this song is called Freaking Out, and it just came out like probably a month ago or so, and I heard it on this radio station, and I didn't get to hear it really that well so i went back and i listened to it on spotify and uh i found quickly that i really enjoyed this song but not really any of their other songs oh so i don't know if it's kind of like a one-hit wondery type thing for me but um through and through though this song is very indie rock indie like alt style rock it's uh it's got kind of spoken wordish type things at the beginning of it that kind of reminds you of something that like Tyler would do from 21 pilots. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the chorus of the song hits really hard and it sounds kind of like a cage, the elephant in a way. Nice. Um, which, which I really, really enjoy. So I don't know. I, I, it, it's hard to describe the it. Rex, the Rex, like, like T-Rex. Like, no, the, and Rex as in like, you uh, got a car wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Rex like that. Gotcha. W-Rex. W-Rex. But, W-Rex. But it's, uh, it's good stuff. I really, really dig it. But uh, like I said, it's, it's hard to pinpoint something. I can give some subgenre, or not subgenres, but some other bands that it kind of plays off of pretty well. But I have difficulty figuring out a way to tell you exactly what it is without listening to it. But gotcha. check it out. It's good stuff. Cool. Um, I also have read a book called Star Wars, colon... Darth Vader, colon, Dark Lord of the Sith, volume two, colon, Legacy's End. I didn't know that this was the actual full title of the comic until I looked it up. It has four colons in it. <laughs> the longest thing I've ever seen. That's what they're going to be now. I told you that this is the way, the, this is the, way of the future. This is Star Wars titles at their finest. And I've been incorrectly saying that this is the 2016 run of Darth Vader that I ran, read before, but this is actually the 2017-2018 Okay, that's series. what I was thinking. But um, So I read the first volume a few months ago, and I found that the volume two came up on Comixology yeah. Unlimited, so I took a read on it, and it's still fucking awesome. Going through Vader's like becoming Vader like legacy and stuff, and him still being taught lessons essentially from the emperor uh, as it's kind of going along. Cause he still is apprentice and he's yeah. never not been his apprentice at any point in time of him being Vader. Yeah. He never, he never survived. So he's, past he's still, apprentice. Is, I mean, he's still learning how to do things still as a, as a Sith, Sith Lord. And, and it's cool watching him still like he's always in that constant phase of growing up, but he never grew up kind of a thing. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really awesome and interesting watching him like hunt down the, uh, the remnants of the Jedi. This specific trade introduces the Inquisitors. Um, nice. and it was the, my first iteration of them cause I've never watched, uh, Rebels, Rebels or Clone at all. Wars, yeah. So that way I can, I've never knew anything truly about them. Yeah. So this actually introduced, uh, some of them. He has a couple of them that he personally, the Grand Inquisitor he talks to. He's, uh, I don't know what race that is. But it's uh, they look like they've got like cuts in their face, yeah. all over their face. I don't, you know, what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you see them in Revenge of the Sith. You see one of like a couple of yes. that kind because they're on yes, their planet do. or something. And he's actually a good guy, and mm-hmm. he tells Obi Wan where to find 
uh, Grievous whenever he's on that That's planet right. getting ready to find yeah, I'm out. following you. Yeah, I, for, I forgot he about kinda, that. He kind of whispers to him. He's just like, there's thousands of them. Uh-huh. You need to help us or whatever. Um, but this guy is one of that race, and he's the Grand Inquisitor. And he's kind of just a shithead. Uh, he just seems like a bratty kid that doesn't get what he wants in a way. And then the other Inquisitor that you kind of have a personal touching with that Vader really doesn't get along with is another one called Ninth Sister. Okay. And yes, she's just yes. like a big beastly woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's really kind of a cool She's in Rebels, too. too. They're both she in is. Rebels. Okay, yeah. cool. But, um, yeah, it was really cool getting introduced to those characters, though, this, this time around yeah. and seeing like how he was put in control of that project basically from Palpatine and how Vader is in control of all the Inquisitors. And he's teaching them basically as his apprentice in a way, you know, the right and wrong things to do, and they all follow his orders directly. Interesting. So it's like no wonder the Empire was just a shit show because it's all just a bunch of people learning how to do things yeah, the entire time. No, no they're Sith moving. or Sith-esque in quick because they're not really Sith, but... No people that follow like rules of the dark side really truly know what they're doing other yeah. than Emperor Palpatine. They're just kind of they've got one they've got a daddy, yeah, and the daddy's like I'm in charge of you. You be in charge of these people, and uh, good luck. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It just seems like a really shitty way to run your operation too, because yeah. he's just he even tells Vader at one point in time. Vader was talking about going out for vengeance against somebody in here, and Palpatine says to him almost verbatim, like, "Look." You go do what you got to do. I have an empire to run. So if you're going to take revenge, do it. You don't have to tell me about it. Just go fucking do it. Yeah. That's basically what he sold and kind of was like, shoo, shoo. Yeah. Get away. That kind of a thing. <laughs> well, and you got to imagine, I guess, if you think about it, the Jedi kind of interfering with everything and not dying the way that they were supposed to right. with Order 66 really escalated how quickly the Empire needed to be in reactionary time. And so they had to put in all of these forces of authority to run all of these uh, operations to take over certain areas that they probably never imagined they were going to have to that quickly. And And so everything's just like a bunch of newbies trying to run things. The Jedi that they're hunting down in this one specifically was the... uh the librarian, I guess, if you will, of all the holocrones in the Jedi Academy yeah, on yeah, Coruscant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see her actually in the movies in a little bit whenever mm-hmm. you go through the Academy. She's the lady, older lady that's guiding like Obi-Wan to a specific section of the yeah. world. It's that she's actually a Jedi Knight as well. And it starts off with her um, basically reaccounting history because all they don't know what happened to the holocrones, you know, if, if this is all something that's salvageable or not. So she's trying to use this huge, because she knows everything in the library, basically. That's what they say. Yeah. She, she literally knows everything about every book that was on there. And she's trying to recreate this library. And she remembers that there is uh, like a little memory chip that has all of the uh, what what's left of the uh, knowledge of who could potentially be recruited as younglings. And she wants to start basically a new school and start raising up Jedi. And uh, so she goes on her own like personal like old lady recon mission to go back to the fucking center of it all where Palpatine and everybody else is at and try to get into the Jedi Academy to get that holocron and and in the little chip and stuff and trying to leave so that way she can start recruiting kids obviously she fails because that doesn't happen yeah um but vader ends up lying to the emperor about it because he says you know like 
she we had to we had to kill her. She uh, tried to get away from us, and there was no other way. There there was a way they could have captured her, and he blatantly lies about it. And then asks, you know, if if he knew why she was there, he had any information. He's holding the holocron thing or the chip thing, and he crushes it in his hand. He goes, "No, we don't know why or whatever." Yeah, and just like it's just like. You're not really sure what's going on with him. He shows meditation sequences in the comic, too, where you can see, like, little blue butterfly-looking things, and it's almost like he's still at war with himself. Well, sure. You can see it. Yeah. You know, he still has the light in him, which he consistently still has all the way up till, you know, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But it's it's cool seeing this, like, it's almost like a weird red vine-looking version of himself that's like in his subconscious and you could still see like little flickers of blue butterflies that are kind of around him where the light's still there, but he's hmm. trying to like swat it out and he can't. Yeah. So it's kind of water- cool seeing that like internal monologue brought to life of him actually like literally Just fighting kind of visually... with himself. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. What you got? Um, I read a, the first issue of a, a book called True Stories, uh, which is by Dirk Backdurf. Mm. Um, who did the My Friend Dahmer um, comic book um, and was actually, we talked about this before, friends with with, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer in school. Yeah, Somewhat friends. Um, I typically, I like this guy's work. Uh, He's got a a real rough kind of artistry to him. Uh, He draws and uh, writes his things. Uh, And so True Stories is a collection of, he did, I guess like a, he did like one page comics, almost like comic strips ish, um, that were in like a local paper or something like that. And these are the collections of those things. And it was called True Stories. And so True Stories was um, in his, I think his, um, what's it like his hometown. And it were just like things that happened in his hometown. And they were like one page little things. And it was like, um, this is what happened. There's just this weird guy that walked through the streets making these noises. And that's what that page is about. And then like, it's just these like real weird, goofy things, conversations that he was part of or conversations that he overheard or just random things that, uh, like, uh, what are those called? Uh, what's the word? I'm Comic strips? Word. No. Um, just what? like tales. That were like, oh, did you hear what so and so did? Oh, again, okay. like, like kind of a thing, like through yeah. town, like kind yeah, of a yeah. small town vibe, and that's what they are. They're just one page, little things, but it's I think it's like a forty or fifty page book if I remember right. And there's four of them. There's a collection of them. And so I read the first one. It was uh, free somewhere, um, but dug it. Uh, check out Durf Backdurf. Uh he's a he's a goofy funny dude with a, an interesting art style and a, also an interesting sense of humor. I like uh, it. That I dig. Neat. Yeah. Uh if people wanted to find you online and talk to you or to see different things that you might post on a website, what would that be like? They tell I tell them to shut the hell up. That, would you? That's what I tell them right. Just like that. Right now. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Shad Schubert, uh, at Shad Schubert on uh, things and go to ShadSchubert.com. Um, I got an upcoming show with the Can't Get Rights in August at the uh, winery. Um, it's called Feather Hills Winery in Macanda. August 3rd? It is not August 3rd. It's the following weekend. August um, 10th? Yeah, let's say it's August 10th. Um, so come check out us at Feather Hills. 
Um, that's all the shows we kind of got booked up for now. I'm hopefully going to get into some uh, the recording studio, if you will, uh, here in the next week or so. And uh, maybe I'll put some things. We talked about that in the past, but it hasn't quite happened. Um, so we'll see what happens. What about you? You can find me at Random Hero XIX on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, LinkedIn, Foursquare. Uh, I'm trying to think of other webs. Uh, Tumblr, Grinder. You're on Tumblr. Uh, FarmersOnly.com. We're really trying to make sure Christian, that we keep time. Christian Mingle. We're time short, and you're just you're just uh, you're just listing websites. <laughs> well, I feel New Zealand. Thank you.